in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the Internet's number one D&D 5e play podcast. I'm your host and DM, Alex. With me, I have... Sorry, Dash is Thrakus. <laughs> Bentley Michaels is Raphirian Nightmeadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Corey Telbrun. And Milo is Bull. And last, we left our adventurers. They had just made their way back to the Nine Towers outpost of Usama. Uh, after traveling the wastes and uncovering the secrets therein. Let the adventure begin. All right. So last we left off, you were uh, all just heading out of Tiernan's workshop. He's going to be doing some work on the Warforge that he has uh, all the parts for and in creating a new aquatic vessel potentially for Florian to live in. Um... You're in the outpost. You've got a place that you can set up and camp. Uh, it's not with the soldiers, but it's kind of outside of their their kind of camping sites. Um, but what else do you want to do now that you're in the in the the outpost? I know Scory, you're interested in tracking down uh, an enchanted item vendor or uh, smith. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start with that. Uh, you know where the blacksmiths are. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Sure. Uh, you can use your charisma if you'd like, if that's helpful at all. Yeah, I'll also be looking for a blacksmith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, either eight or you can uh, both roll if you'd like. Eighteen total. All right. Unless, it, are you aiding or are you rolling for yourself? I'll roll. Cool. 24. 24, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, you the you guys are, are headed over to where the blacksmith's camp is. You see there's a massive kind of forge uh, that's been built in the center, and then all these tents that are around it. Um, there's quite a few people making different weapons, repairing things, uh, repairing armor. A lot of this is for the soldiers. Some of it's other work being done. Uh your keen eyes, though, you notice one of them, something that Tiernan had mentioned was one of the blacksmiths is a uh, devotee to Cord, and they have a divine presence uh, when they are in uh, making weapons, making armors. And you see, kind of carved into one of the tent poles is the symbol of Cord. You kind of hop up to them. You see this uh, larger half-orc gal who's just pinging away at some armor, just uh, repairing it. Um, hooks up at you and is like, Hey, how we doing? Doing well. Uh, good, good. It's, you, you it's get, hot out today, my goodness. Yeah, it can't be... Doing no, no, no help on me. Yeah, it can't be comfortable for you. No. Um, I have been told that you might be able to help me out with uh, something. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm real. I'm real useful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm I'm looking for a weapon, something like this, and I pull out my machete, uh, but I need it to sting a little bit more. Um, we, we're spending quite a bit of time in the waste recently, and I've I've realized I've come to realize that this just isn't doing the job against uh, certain creatures of, of oh, magical sure, persuasion. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If, you, if you're hunting uh, those those dastardly things out there, uh, or really anywhere, I mean, all kinds of things don't don't care much for regular weapons. <coughs> ah, excuse you. I said, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's just the soot and the stuff. The smoke oh, gets yeah. in you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I've. I've. I've got a. I've got a short sword. I think kicking around here that's uh, been imbued. But uh, if you're, I mean, do you like this? Do you like this machete? It's. It's a decent machete. It looks well worn. Yeah, I'm kind of partial to it, but it's got some some sentimental value. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we we can give that thing a blessing. That's that's easy enough. I mean, you do have to donate to the church there, uh, and of course, you're going to have to, you know, partake in a in a match to see if you're worthy. Caleb was very nervous. <laughs> um, well, what, <laughs> yeah. what what kind of match? Ah. Well, you see, and she she's got like a little table in front of her. Um, it's got some like tongs and uh, other tools a blacksmith might have, and just like pushes all aside, and it goes into a barrel and puts one elbow on the on the table and her hand <laughs> out. Well, you got a best uh, forge of the God Court himself, and just puts puts her hand up for a, a arm wrestling contest. Okay, well. Let's do this. And, All right. Yeah. Scory, you know, as if this was a movie from the 1980s or 90s, uh, Scory puts his mask down to signify that he's he means business with his arm wrestling. So, uh, pulls his mask down, elbow on, grabs, grabs the palm. All right. This will be an athletics contest. Uh, best two out of three. Am I able to give myself uh, guidance? If you'd like to, you can. I would like to use a bit of magic. You can get yeah. guidance on this first one. Okay. Um, and as you do that, she notices and uh, you know, kind of taps one of her or, or a pair of her tongs on the table, and you see it kind of hums a little bit, and then she puts it back in the barrel as well. Uh oh. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, no, we've got to do this thing right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm a good sport. And what's the stat? Uh, athletics. 14. Oh, wait, but guidance. 18. Ooh, you beat her 16. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, she rolled a one on that uh, guidance. Um, wow. So, yeah, you've got you've got one against her. So, cool. one more athletics check here. You're, you're trying to beat a 22. Uh, I got a five total. Five total, not quite gonna do it. You're neck and neck, like you you gave a little <laughs> bit, and then it came back to the middle, uh, and so this last one will determine uh, what happens. Is she still holding the tongs? No, she set those back okay. uh, in the barrel. Doesn't look like she's performed the same kind of you know somatic ritual yeah. for for casting guidance. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen total. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, with her 13 plus, she slams your uh, hand into the table, um, you know, knocking anything else that was left on the table over. Because, oh, ho, ho, very good, very good. Uh, no trickery in your eyes, all heart. It's 500 gold, and I'll get your machete fixed up. Uh, 500. Mm. Aye. Do you mind if you show me some of your, your wares around the shop to see if uh, oh, 500 is a fair of price? Of course, of course. And she, she starts pulling down, like she's got uh, rolled up in like leather up on the tent. She pulls down like a number of long swords. She shows you the imbued short sword that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a price tag on it by chance? No, but she, she lets you know that it's a 700 gold, that one. It's a, okay. it's kind of special to her, it seems. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I do an insight just to see i i'm i'm specifically looking to see if i'm getting hat or not yeah but I, uh if you want to kind of read her give me yeah. an insight check if you want to check the stuff it would be investigation it's it's her i'm i'm looking yeah. at here uh 13 total 13 uh as she's showing you her her weapons you you can definitely feel the enthusiasm she has in her work okay. um she is she is excited to show these things off you know it's been a and, long and time you get the sense that the arm wrestling contest yeah. uh, was to see if you would be deceitful or not. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it's been a long time since I've worked with anybody as excited about their work as you. Uh, and I can see that you do a really good job. Uh, so uh, h- how long will it take? Oh, I can get this done tonight. Oh, excellent. Yeah. excellent. Yeah, it's, okay. it's been pretty slow recently. So, you know, I, I, I need work to do. So Great. All right. Um, I'm... Can I give you half now and then half when I pick up? Oh, absolutely, yeah. All right, let's do it. And I Sounds just like a plan. put my hand out for a handshake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she gives you a handshake. Cool. Puts the money in a, a little cash and, and uh, starts doing work on your sword, on your machine. Cool. She, yeah, she's ready to ready to do some work. Um, Ball, you, you, you know, are kind of watching this. You do notice the other uh, blacksmiths here. Um, if there's anyone in particular you're trying to look for, um, I'll just uh, go up to the same one. I I, I imagined myself just kind of watching Scory. Yeah, um, yeah you see this looking at the at the tongs and stuff, and uh, looking at her forge, just kind of like as they're talking and stuff. Uh, how does it look? Is it is it a nice forge? Um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty nice. It looks like the main forge in the center is the one that's really well done. That can get things really hot. Um, she's got uh, a lot of well worn equipment here. Well worn tools uh, is what it looks like. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, walk around a little bit, see if there is like an armorer, someone that does plate. And yeah, there there there's a group of uh, of. Uh, Halfling and dwarvish uh, armor smiths. Um, looks like they they've kind of got a bunch of armor they're repairing right now. Yeah, I'll walk up and uh, greet them in dwarvish. Sure. Ah, you're a little different than the ones out in the battlefield, huh? <laughs> yeah. What can we do for you, sir? Oh, I'm I'm actually from uh, Stoningrad. Uh, I'm I'm a professor there. I I do a lot of these kinds of things myself. Oh, very nice, very. We don't get a lot of professors out here. Uh, I I've heard of one, but you know I don't know who he is. Yeah, I've been uh, investigating the wastes with my my group of uh, traveling companions. Uh, oh, very fancy. 
yeah, I see you, uh, you do some nice work here. Um, I was wondering, and I uh, kind of uh, reach uh, towards the side of my armor, and I like pull off a piece and mm-hmm. uh, show it to him. I was thinking of maybe trying to figure out a way to maybe make like a hidden compartment in my armor on uh, like on the side here. Do you think you'd maybe be able to help me construct something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. How big are you thinking? Like a, like a small pouch or uh, something to hold a long sword or... Uh... Yeah, just something small pouch, uh, just to like hold a small pack of gold or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we can do that. We can get you... We can get just uh, worked on. I haven't worked on too many Warforged, you know. Uh, uh, most of the people here are killing them rather than uh, repairing them. Well, I'll, uh, I'll do the work that uh, will require me to, you know, manipulate my body. If you could do the work to manipulate the armor, I yeah, think together we could maybe make something pretty nice. Yeah. Um, do you need supplies or... Uh... Uh, we've got we've got some some you know bits of metal something like that um, you know uh, just yeah, just trying to figure out how much uh, how much uh, our, our help you're gonna need. Oh uh, yeah, I will need access to your forge. Um, and if you have some scrap metal laying around, um, I could use some of that to uh, do a little bit. I also have some uh, some of these magical components. Uh, maybe I could craft some kind of lock. Um, I've I've had some experience uh, tinkering with things like that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, do we need to include the lock in the work we're doing now, or we're gonna do that later? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I would want to plan for it, and maybe I'll kind of work on it tonight. Um, I don't have any other plans besides this. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no. We'll set us out. Uh, what do you think? Set us out a couple hours tomorrow, and we'll uh, hook you up to the to the rig here and, and get you sorted. All right. Um, by the way, my name is Bull. I forget to introduce myself occasionally. Ah, uh, I'm Borland. Borland. Nice. Yeah. Al yeah. West. Borland. Oh, no, no. Al. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Al Borland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he does have a bit, of a, a bit of a flannel pattern to his shirt, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, I'll get the crew working. Uh, we'll, we'll get you sorted. That, that seems kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, if well, there's we'll see anything, you tomorrow then, Ball. If there's anything I could uh, maybe impart to you, uh, we can maybe discuss uh, a price over that. Um, and I'd, I'd love to share some of the uh, the knowledge I have in, in my blacksmithing work. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll grab a couple beers or something over at the two-wheel tavern, eh? Uh, we can go over all that good stuff. Is that the rowdy one? Yeah, that's the bar you guys were at before, the one just outside of the, the towers. Um, so yeah, you're planning on doing that tomorrow. Uh, anybody else while you're, you're kind of spending the day here at the nine outposts, the nine towers. Uh, if nobody else is going to do anything, I want to see a courier if I can. Courier? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of towards the, uh, where the main gate is, there's kind of a Usama kiosk almost um just basically who are who you who you go to whenever you have papers that you're dealing with um and a small tent that's been set up uh and they they can take letters if, if needed okay um uh, i want to send 400 gold i believe it was 400 um uh, to pay my debt to the gal that gave me the other crystal for my mask because i had purchased one outright and then i had promised gold mm-hmm. um, to them 
Was it I remember 50 the, gold? The, the Necromancer was 500 gold, I believe. Was it 500? And the regular one was 100 gold. Um, but you'd put some sort of down payment on before. Okay. So, yeah, I want to send that um, to pay off my debt. Scory is interested in being debt-free. And then also, I want to pull out the love letters and see if the courier knows who this might have come from, if there's some sort of return address or something on them. Yeah, they can so put can... down their, their glasses and take a look and, and kind of thumb through some of them. Uh, he says, huh, uh, I mean, Javier, that's, that's, God, that's all the way across the world there. That's not even on this continent. Uh, yeah, no, you'd have to set sail probably about a month before you got there. Wow. Okay. They ended up, they ended up with you? Uh, yeah, I uh, happened to stumble across them in the waste and I, I they obviously didn't get to who they were intended for so I wanted to maybe send them back and let the uh, writer know gotcha gotcha I mean you know we can we can send it but that's that's quite a ways that's gonna be some big postage uh, I think um, maybe I'll find myself over there someday so but all right uh, sounds like a plan yeah any detail you can give me I'd take it uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Javier, that's the big kingdom north of, north of, uh, Dur, Dura, Dura something. I forget what, what it is. Uh, we don't do too much trading with them. Okay. Uh, a little bit, but, but not too much. Yeah, no, they're, they're a world away. But pretty much whenever I get there, if I ask about Princess Javier, they should know. Oh, I'd where... imagine. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Um, as you're kind of leaving that main uh, office tent, um, kind of as as you're walking down the streets, headed back to your your group, a little crow that shows up on your shoulder. Oh, hello there, crow. Do you have something to tell me? He just kind of like pecks at your uh, uh, shoulder shoulder there, and then pulls out like you know, pulls out like a small letter. Maybe like four inches by two inches. Like, that shouldn't have been in his feathers at all. Oh, this is curious. Uh, I reached my hand out to let it drop it, I guess. And it uh, falls in your hand, you you pick it up, and it just flies off. Thank you. Uh, You take a look at the letter, um, and there doesn't appear to be anything on it, but you kind of, like, turn it in the sun a little bit, and, like... You know, some of the shadows catch it, and you see it's it's addressed to Rhyferian. Oh, Rhyfer- to Rhyferian Night Meadow. Interesting. The, any, the any... whole the whole title as well. Wow. Which, so which there's I, a lot I, I of writing that, on that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Rhyferian. Yeah. Is is there any sort that. of return address or anything? Oh, not not even a little bit. Okay. Well, I will find the group. The return address is the Eastern Winds. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The shadow behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you can never turn to meet it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you head back to the group, your little campsite you've set up. Um, yeah, you guys are, are, are there. Craig and Gallandale are, are getting getting some supper ready from stuff they found. They're already making making friends with some of the other uh, other campers nearby. Uh, I want to take a seat next to Rafirian or I don't know. What, what is Rafirian doing? I'm. I would be studying um, 
my notes, my etchings, uh, trying to figure out the uh, the alphabet, and then also going through that book uh, that I have on the robots movements and that sort of thing, trying to see if there's any clue to where you know, is there a giant robot base that I missed? <laughs> um, so I would plop down next to wherever Rafirian is and say, uh, uh, Riff, I just had a visit from a crow. and Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, interestingly, it also had a message to deliver. And I pull out the letter and I hand it to Riff and says it's very specifically addressed to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see the small little letter in the shadows is when the kind of like almost translucent ink appears. Mm. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I wrote I wrote my master uh, uh, back at the uh, before we left, um, oh. and then now. Oh, this is so rad that he found it. Hold on, okay. And then I go. I kind of like. Uh, get up and walk away. Thank you. And then I'm going to tear into it and read it. All right. Is um, Mr. Ball back to camp yet? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arthur is interested in perhaps getting Mr. Ball's input on this sick-ass vine dagger that I found. Oh. And um, you where, know, where did you find this? Uh, well, you know, we uh, telling you about that, uh, um, you know, fossilized tree uh, that had a cave where like books appeared. I don't know if we filled you in on all this, but um, where we chased this sharing about the books. I remember you said you found the skeleton. Right, and he was held up there in like a fossilized, petrified tree, right? And underneath its roots made like some sort of intricate cave system. But it was like seemingly man-made or, uh, you know, created in some way. And in it, there was like, oh, there was like rooms that had like bowls of water, what have you. And then there was like a room where like books just like appeared out of the sky into a big old pile. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's where we found uh, the skeleton guy near the room that had the books just appearing, including like love letters going across the other side of the world and what have you. Um, and anyway, this knife, the skeleton guy was holding on to it, and I'm holding it up, you know, in the, in the light or whatever. I'll go ahead and do a history check. I don't do very many of those. Yeah, give me history check on it. Maybe I can aid by saying that I noted the familiarity between like Yeah, if you if you want to aid that, um you kind of go, you know, basically everything you were just talking about yeah. in the history of of how you found it easy and enough like, to do. And maybe it looks like Rift's family's thing. Yeah, it's going to be 18. 18? Um, take a look at the dagger. Uh, I would say that e- immediately you do get a sense that that there is some magic to this, um, if if not, uh, you know, some history to it. Um, I would say what you can gather from your experience is that this is an like an issued dagger. Like uh, most likely, these were made 
in in sets um with smaller sets maybe a dozen or so uh per run um and i would say that you have noticed some familiarity with with some of the symbolism that um i forget his name wow the uh Kowadal, uh the Kowadal kenku chamale chamale um with some of the stuff that they have uh you know um that the history is, is somewhere oh, yeah. somewhere to do with the order silver, of the silver crest most likely yeah mm-hmm. like their yeah, tree sure. base too in a way okay uh yeah this certainly has something magical to it if you get about uh 10 minutes um, yeah, maybe find out what kind of magic that is. Mr. Ball getting all robotic on the army, but I <laughs> reckon that uh, he was oh, asking for... Nest. Yep. And I look <laughs> I look like a super badass, and I just hold up the knife to my shoulder and let Ollie grab it and, and fly it over to him. Oh yeah, easy enough. Um, but I look cool though. Uh, well, is it is it invisible? <laughs> There's just a knife flying around. Like imagine that I handed it up and then he became uninvisible, okay. grabbed it, and then flew it over, handed it, and then went invisible and flew away. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. spending spending ten minutes uh ball, you're able to identify the dagger and its properties. Um it is a plus one dagger, and once a day, recharging at dawn, it can cast entangle. On uh, a creature that it hits, I go ahead and share that with Opa. That's a rather nifty thing to have around. And I give him back the dagger. Just hand it to him, though. Yeah. How dare you? No, no fancy imp magic. Uh, actually, as he hands it to me, Ollie grabs it and then hands it to me, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I put it in my belt loop. There you go. Um, that looks super cool with it. Does it match my clothes? My sweet black leathers and stuff? I mean, in in the way that any dagger is going to match sweet black leathers. <laughs> Good enough. You know? Good enough. It's, it's kind of got, yeah, these vines and, and you know, if, if that's the direction you're leaning, then it's helping. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to do before the end of the day? I'll, I'll pick up my machete. Machete. Uh, she says that that'll be ready tomorrow. Oh, so yeah, this nice. is this is that that yeah that for this is that first night you're back in town basically. Okay. Um, um, I was I was invited to go to the bar tonight with uh, a dwarf and a halfling. Uh, seems like it could be a good time if you all want to go. Yeah, I could blow off some steam, Mister Ball. I love dwarfs. Don't ask me why. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe you were one in a past life, perhaps. Well, it's more to do because, like, Willem's a dwarf. You know, he was really mm. looked after by some of the dwarves in his hometown, so. Yeah, at the two-spoke, two-wheel. The two-wheel tavern. Two-wheel tavern. Yeah, you guys, sure, uh, whoever, wants to, whoever wants to head over, um, yeah. you head over to the bar that you were at before. Yeah. Um, it's made of these two massive wheels as the, the top and the bottom of it. Uh, you get inside... Um, 
probably about as qu- a quarter as many people as there was last time. It was pretty, you know, packed uh, before. Um, there's a few open tables, you know, that are easy to get to. You see the, the dwarves and halflings are already a couple of uh, cups in when you arrive later in, later in the night. Um, and they buy your first round. Hell yes. Nice. Uh, so, gang... Where are we going next after our break here? Well, we do need to turn in this contract, but we also have other contracts that we could go and fulfill while we're here in the waste. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Should we let's let's go through them and and see what what looks good to us? That's a good idea. Yeah, is there a butt kicking contract? <laughs> is there one that allows us to hunt down a giant robot? I believe there's one in the works, yeah. Full check, yeah. Any cool contracts that stand out? Yeah, so we we pool up our contracts. Gotcha. You've got the one that you got from the tournament, and then there's three that you scoured off of uh, the mercenaries, Alphonse and the crew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, taking a look at the one for scour- scouting the wastes or uh, scouting the Tower of Chaos. Um, I don't remember what it had had on there initially, but it is now up to four thousand gold uh, on there, and it is it does say completed. Uh, if you remember, these contracts have got a bit of magic in them and do some kind of self correcting mm-hmm. as they as they go. Uh, the other contracts you have, two of them are for scouting areas and then one of them is for um just g- generic fighting warforged out there just killing warforged out in the wastes um if you remember i think i think ball you took a look at those uh they have been faked to look completed which would take a fair amount of magic to do um and a fair amount of magic to undo if you wanted to like undo this contract and do the contract um, but that's what you have as far as the contracts go, are those four. Three forged ones and one that you've completed yourself. How do we cash in on this on this contract? Uh, you need to take it to an official. Any official? Uh, can we do yeah, it here? Yeah, basically, we go back to the city. This is, this is specifically outside of the towers. Um, this is... Yeah. Outside of the towers is technically outside of Usama. Uh, the nine towers outpost and the embassy are considered, um, I think it's enclave territory. Well, which isn't us. Well, we could perhaps right, you're out try there. to disenchant this, uh, this, uh, one of these contracts and, and try to read it a little better. Um, I don't particularly have that kind of magic myself. Shouldn't be that difficult to find. I'm not really inclined to roam around the desert killing Warforged. Seems like a waste of our talents. I mean, so the scouting we... ones... The scouting uh, ones, maybe we end up finding the big, tall robot. Um, That's true. Get a better feel for the wastes for the next ones as well. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of peril along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Smiles at camera. <laughs> the other consideration to make is that four thousand gold goes a long ways to all, uh, outfitting uh, the next expedition for five party members. Um, so if we don't want to go scouting, 
we could return to uh, Tirolin, claim our 4,000 gold for the completed contract, sell the spoils from the Towers of Chaos, turn in this, the two, the two uh, ones as forges and saying we don't have the means, and then maybe find the means to undo the other one and take that upon ourselves, or maybe we just turn them all in and be like, can you undo this shit and we'll, well undo them? Um... I've recently come into some knowledge on how to dispel some magic. So, hmm. well, I don't, you never really been all that useful before, but if you want to take a swing at it, then. <laughs> yeah. In spite of you, uh, I'd like to go ahead and do that. <laughs> all right. What are you doing? Um, which, which contract are we most interested in, gang? Well, maybe you should try it on one that isn't as important to us. Case you screwed <laughs> you up. got the Killing Warforged one and the Scouting for Towers one. I don't care about Killing Warforged. Uh, uh, let's, uh, I'll, I'll cast a spell on a tower one. One of the towers. The exploration okay. one or whatever. You're going to break it, but whatever. Yeah. And this is third level? Correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, uh, Scory kind of sits down with the with the page there um, and makes some kind of like odd markings that, you know, just kind of evaporate off in this odd kind of green glow. Um, by the time you're finished doing that, kind of inscribing these, these runes into the paper, um, you don't even realize it, but it's already changed back to its original state. How much is it worth now? Uh, you see that the contract uh, has not been fulfilled. Cool. Uh, oh. It is worth uh, 750. Mm. 750 gold? Yeah. It's kind of chump change. Well, I, I have a feeling this is one of those situations where the spoils may, may be more valuable than the, the payment. And you do notice on the original contract is is that any spoils found are property of the contract holder. I wonder if this who is out team would dispel all three of these, and maybe we sell them to the highest bidder here at the outpost. Anybody who wants to undertake them, right? Dwarves, halflings, ain't that a great idea? Ah, what's going on? Yeah, no, that sounds great. Another round. Yeah, Why? absolutely. Yeah, well, well, Scory is doing that. I'm going to go up to the bar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bartender's there. Uh, they're they're bringing drinks. He says, "Hey, you getting another round for the dwarves and the halflings?" There, they're, they're usually here every night. They, they uh, uh, weasel your, you into buying the beer for them. Are they pretty good at uh, holding their pail? Uh, they're not going to wake up and not be. I mean, they're here every night, so, you know, I don't know what they're like in the morning, but they keep coming back. Well, just in case, uh, you, you see you see the dwarf and the halfling there, Bolin and, and the other one? Yeah, yeah. I uh, slide them two gold. You could water down their drinks at the end of the night, I'd appreciate it. Oh, I need a big old persuasion check on that, telling that's a against... bartender to water down her drinks. Plus, that's against, you know... OLCC regulations. <laughs> That's going to be an eight. An eight. She slides the two gold kind of back towards you and says, "Ah, I wouldn't worry, friend. I mean, they, they can probably handle themselves just fine. Not a lot going on, anyways. You know, if if their projects take a day or two, eh, what's it to 
What's what's it gonna matter, right? We're definitely getting attacked tonight. Now, <laughs> I, I, I take out <laughs> I, I take out three more gold, <laughs> and I say, "Well, it matters to me how they are in the morning." Well, I, I mean, I push the gold over. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be involved in this. You know, I I run a, you know, me me and the me and Usama, we uh, we've got a you know a, a good relationship. And I'm not gonna be not gonna be messing with that. So you know, if you, if you guys need beers, I'll I'll get you your beers. But you know, I ain't never watered down a beer in my life. All right. Yeah. And I go back to the table. Uh. So I'm going to use my last level three and dispel on that last contract. There's two of them, right? But there's a tower one and um, we did the tower one. There's another. There's another. There's a. There's two tower ones and one warforged one. Okay. Oh, then do it on the second tower one. Or should we find out what's at the bottom of this warforged one? Because that seems pertinent to one of our teammates. It doesn't feel useful to our skills to me, but that's okay. That's just me. What What do the rest of you think? I agree. I don't want to kill Ward Forged. Me neither. So, like, we could throw the contract away for all I care. I just wanted to know who issued it. Is it just a regular old Usama killing Ward Forged kind of a thing? Does it Does it say on there? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, you you do. You are you doing the Warforged one? No, no. no I just no. want to know if it credits who issued the contract. Um, yeah, yeah. For these ones, for for the the three that you found on Alphonse and the crew, um, they all come from the. Who would this be? It would be the the advisors. Is, is is all that it, it would say? It's just the advisors, okay. which is which is a group that works with the king and the the nobles of the the king's you know, okay, uh, council. All right. Uh, well, I will cast it on the other tower one then. Okay. Um, yeah, and and yeah, as you as you take a look for both the towers, that's what they said initially, and as you dispel magic, all that is still remaining the same. Um, all that changes is the fact that it was completed. Okay. And uh, the gold amount on there. Basically, they doubled the gold and said that the job was done when the job wasn't done, and it was only half gold originally. So both of those you see are, are seven fifty. Okay. Uh, and you see, you see, kind of one of the halflings, you know, watching watching you do this is is kind of sipping their beer and, and looks over and says, "Why are they are? Did you get the you guys you guys forging documents over here? I mean, that doesn't seem very 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 good." I mean, I, I gotta buy. It seems like I gotta tell somebody. That I, we should tell someone about what's going. What's happening? What's why are you? What's going who's on? Who's saying? Who's saying this? There's one of the halfling armor smiths. Well, I I pick him up. Uh, oh, where you? By his whoa, collar, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I shove him against a pole, and I go. Oh, okay. You, you will tell no one. Nobody. Okay. Okay. Mostly because we're, we're not breaking the law while I'm doing it. I say. Like from behind his massive arm, like his <laughs> armpit or something. <laughs> oh, guy! Okay, of course, of course, I'm I'm doing it. Yeah, that may. Oh, I I I I understand. Don't worry. We aren't doing worry. anything illegal. Nope, nope, nope. This is all completely above board. Above the above board. Yeah. See, it's above my it's above my pay grade. I'm sure of it. Yes. All right. Good. And I set him down and I pat oh. him on the head. <laughs> you are here. Drink this stein. And oh, I give oh. him a a beer. 
All right, he's just double fisting his beers now. He just kind of gives you a, gives you a wide eye and just sits at the yeah. opposite <clears throat> of the table there. Yeah, I get him nice and drunk, real sauced. <laughs> it comes in pints. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, what do you guys want to do? You've you've got some drinking buddies that are, are here for most of the night. Uh, what's going on? Riffle just keeps studying her stuff because she doesn't drink. So, okay. Um, yeah. I guess just to make the decision on what we want to do next real quick, since we have the, the party sitting around at the beer table, um, do we want to go fill these contracts and then go back? Do we want to go back to Usma? Do we want to try and sell these contracts? I think the best bet would be to sell the contracts, uh, and head back to the chateau and fulfill a contract. I kind of like that plan as well. Yeah. What should we do with the remaining Warforged one? I, I kind of don't feel good about passing that one off to anybody. Oh, we then could, we could just burn it. Throw it away. Burn it or turn it in when we get back to Usman and say we found forged documents. That's a good just, one because that one's still forged. Yeah. So there we go. Let's do awesome. that. Cool. So is it possible that like in this town we can find some adventurers, people gearing up to go out in the way so we might be able to sell these to if they're if they're able to be completed for seven hundred and fifty gold apiece, like maybe we sell them for like two hundred gold apiece to them? Yeah. Um I would say that that the tavern you're in now is gonna be the best spot for that. And especially while people are drunk, we can Yeah. Okay. I like um, this. Yeah, if somebody wants to make a persuasion check to to get a sell off ooh. the contract. Yeah, let let me. I'm the most charismatic uh, character. I uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. I'm a, I'm a great sales salesman. Uh, yeah, I would just like to approach someone who looks like a like a hardy adventurer. I'm gonna yeah. give him guidance on whatever this is. Sounds good. You kind of give him a pat on the back as he heads over. Um, yeah, there's a group a uh, group of three uh, uh, adventurer looking types. You know, kind of going over a small map that they have. And I'm and I'm selling them an already completed contract or a no. not completed contract. Uncompleted, Uncompleted contract. Okay, cool. I was about to say it wouldn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, uh, fellow adventurers and travelers. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what's going on? Uh, or he's waiting for the noise to pass. Or, I think. Yeah, there's a train. Is that a train? <laughs> yeah. That I I didn't know there was trains here. Are we next to the tracks? <laughs> no, bud. There's no train. There's no trains here. This is the desert. Oh right, right, right. Sorry, I forgot. You're um, thinking of that? There, ghost train. The ghost. Oh, it might be the ghost train. Oh, sorry, sir. Yeah. Uh. What I think my friend, uh, the big Mr. Wolf here, is trying to say is that he's trained on selling you some fantastic contracts. And take it away, Mr. We haven't the means to complete these contracts because we are just lowly adventurers ourselves. Ain't that right, Mr. Ball? The strong but silent... Or Mr. Wolf, the strong but silent type he is. He is brought to tears by the difficulty of these contracts. And you see, we'd like to sell them to the most powerful, toughest looking adventurers in this whole god darn bar. And boy, howdy, I have an eye for this whole sort of thing. And I think that is you if I can be so bold as to presume... 
Might you like to get your hands on some simple exploration scouting contracts that pay 750 gold apiece upon completion by the Kingdom of Usma? 750? That's, that's, that's a lot. Why? We do yes, a lot with 750 gold. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, we, that's, all, that's as much as we're trying to make out here, you know? We can get 750. Are they, they're both 750? They're both 750. Holy moly, that's. Uh, and you get God, to keep the yeah. spoils, whatever that means. Oh, and sure, the spoils. Sure. There's That's probably true. all kinds of stuff out there. Um, and my friend here, he is he's just brought speechless he, he, by the mind of your body. His, his contracts? Uh, is that what's going on? They are his contracts. Look oh, at Oh, I him. see. I see. Oh, I mean, I'm... I assume he's got better stuff to do then. I mean, boy, you well, are he is a warrior statue there. Oh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we could do those. Absolutely. But the thing is, you see that my friend, he is so big and powerful and fearsome and strong that, uh, you know, he drives a hard bargain. Now, y'all out here to make seven hundred fifty, and but for the investment of what? 300 gold a piece? That's 600 gold total. You can have both of these. You don't double your investment upon completion. Now that there is some math, my friend. It ain't just double in size like he is. Am I right? I mean, I mean, well, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, wait. <laughs> we, we don't... He's gonna go turn off the train. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the choo-choo, everybody. <laughs> yeah, how long is the train? I wonder if it stopped or something. No. That's uh, just where the long cargo trains go by. You had your hype, man. Uh, now that I've uh, found my voice, sorry about that. <laughs> Sometimes the uh, memory of war comes to me and I freeze. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think about all the souls that I've lost uh, oh, fighting God. distant battles and wars. Uh, I am incredibly traumatized, so uh, engaging in social matters is a bit difficult for me. I have oh, a hard I, time articulating you know, words. We, we understand. You know, we, we've been there. You know, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, why I had my associate here to, to back me up in case hey, I went it's, into it's, yeah. one of my war fogs again. It's, it's good to have that kind of support system, you know. You know, you're a good yes, friend for helping yes. them out. Yes, I you am. Know. Yes. Uh, would well, would you I, like I, to... Yeah, no, we're we're interested. You, you yeah. want to buy these contracts? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're we're a little short on the gold, though. Uh, we we we've got a little saved up for for supplies and stuff. You know, we we're gonna have to keep some of that. Um, uh, we've got. And he kind of like looks around, make sure no one's talking. We've got like three hundred gold we could part with right now. Yeah. If, I mean, hmm. Mr. Wolf, that's at least one contract we can sell to these fine folks here. All right, well, we'll, we'll give you just the one of the contracts then for, uh, what was it, 200? Well, yeah, for agreed. 200, yeah, no, that sounds, right. that'd be, fuck it, you know, that'd be fine. If, I mean, if it was 200 a, a piece, I've got, and he kind of looks both both ways, and he kind of pulls out. Um, Stop looking around. Everyone's drunk. Oh, sure, huh? Um, yeah. yeah. We, we as we were coming by, we we found we found this. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, if it's it's 
I bet you you're somebody that's known a lot of places and seen a lot of things. You might be able to sell it. Oh, um, I have seen some stuff. And he kind of it pulls out a stairs off a similar vial uh, as to what you found in the scorpion cave is that same silvery liquid, but kind of like dirty and mucky on the outside. Um, you know, we found it as we were coming here from Timber Ridge. I, I, I this in the in the three hundred, we get both the contracts. The contracts are near worthless to us, Mister Wolf. I feel as though it is uh, a fair price to offload these with literally no effort on our part. All right, uh, be on our way. A deal's a deal. Oh, well, thank you so much. Hey, well, we'll we'll do, we'll do Usama Usama. That's where we're at. Usa, we'll do Usama proud. Sure. Do I overhear that they're from uh, Timberridge? Uh, give me a perception check. They're kind of across the bar. You might five, five. Um, you hear the word Timber Ridge. That's about it. Okay. Uh, so I pass them the contracts and they give me the gold. Yep, they give you the gold and the bottle, a bottle of that silvery liquid. Uh, okay. I'll just uh, I'll just pocket the um. Silver liquid, and then I'll give everyone in the party 60 gold. Just kind of split that 300 evenly. Yeah, you see them just kind of pulling their map out, and they're starting to make notes, and they're they're pretty excited to get going. Well done, Mr. Wolf. Well done. Go on Koi's name, gentlemen. Oh, of course, of course. Um, May Cord Christ guide your steps. And I hope you all survive, and none of you come back maimed or horribly disfigured or otherwise broken in the head. Oh God! They kind of they kind of give you a nod, and then they all kind of look at each other and get a real serious look on their face. I'm like I don't know about this. Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, you know, drink a few few beers for the night. Uh, it gets into the evening. Uh, I imagine you head back to your camp uh, to rest for the for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and during this, while we are kind of back at Usama proper with facilities to uh, be doing some research, uh, Rifirian, if I can have you make a, an investigation check Ooh. on all of the notes, all of the etchings, the things that you have been pouring over. Um, if anyone else would like to make an investigation check as well uh, on the kind of stuff that you've been doing in the wastes, kind of going over anything specific. Uh, you saw that journal that you found in that small dungeon. Um, non natural 20. Non natural 20. Perfect. Uh, 14. 14 for Scory. And Scory, what specifically are you looking looking at? What are you researching? Um, I am looking at. Let's see here. I got to remember everything I have. Um, the children's book that is signed by High King Henrik, since that came up a little bit earlier. Gotcha. Children's book there. Okay. All right. So scoring and riff then. Perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I I was gonna look over that uh, um, the magically concealed book that we got in the tower. I was gonna try to 
glean something more from it. That's right. The one that had the illusionary script on it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but I rolled a natural one. So. A natural one. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it's still like so, an 11, yeah. but... <laughs> well, you know, that's pretty darn good. An 11. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Scory. We'll start with you, Scory. Illusions up. Ball. Uh, yeah, going over that that book, you, that was the one you found in the tower, yes? Yeah, under the bed. Under the bed, yeah. Um, or in the mattress, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, part hard of the, to get. Exactly. It looked like it looked like it was hidden away. Um, you see the the note in the beginning. Uh, it looks like this was a gift from King Henrik, which you know is odd uh, by itself, just being out somewhere in the in the wastes. Um, looking through it, it's the stories that would be told to children of Usama. It's things that detail, you know, reasons not to go venturing into the woods because vampires and dragons and fairies are going to eat you. Things like that. Um, you, you can see kind of the perspective of, of it being almost like... Uh, you know, keeping children safe, but also keeping the things like the treaty in the forefront of everyone's minds. Um, it, oh, this is propaganda that I'm reading. Basically, yeah. Um, you know, you're not supposed to venture off into the the territories of the dragons or the fairies or the elves, and all these stories kind of tell you why that these are nasty things that are going to eat the people of uh, of Usama. Hmm. Um, you you see that it's well worn. Um, the the kind of edges have frayed. There's a few places that were dog eared. Um, you, you know, just just through through reading it. Um, but no no notes to glean anything from. Um, nothing in that in that regard. Um, a well a well used book. It's so peculiar that it was tucked away. So it was. It was deliberately hidden, and that's definitely got my interest peaked. Um, you mentioned dog-eared pages. Does it seem to fall open to a certain page, passage, anything in particular that catches my eye? Um, I would say that the dog-eared pages tend to be towards the end of the stories, mm-hmm. kind of when they reach that climax, and either the bad thing happens or the good warriors prevail. Um, that's that tends to be where those dog-eared pages are. Any any um, abstract themes that I'm getting for why these are dog-eared? Not not that you're able in to, particular. No, not particularly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So weird. Yeah. Um. Ball. Looking at this book, you're able to spend a good amount of time reading over it. You're able to take notes. Um, you know, you get the basics of it. Uh, it looks like the this this book and the script that was hidden uh, on it uh, is basically a conversation between two people. It's coded as to not arouse any sort of suspicion. Um, because it was you, you found it kind of out out in the open in those chambers, um, but it details just the conversations and plans uh, without further you know cracking of the code. It's hard for you to 
figure out exactly what they were saying. Um, but definitely towards the end of the writings, it, it, the book's about three quarters full. Uh, things are are frantic. You're able to at least pick up on a dating system. Um, and it looks like stuff was happening, you know, the past three months. And there was a lot of entries right in a row from there. Uh, but to, to glean further, to try and kind of crack the code that's in there, um, we'll need more research. Uh, Riff, you, you know, you have found a spot. You've maybe the back of the, the uh, wagon that you have with kind of the UFO in the background. And you have just you know rubbings of all these arcane runes that are kind of pieced together to try and find an you know create an alphabet you've got like a the drawing of the um the ufo kind of filling station um to do what else what are, what are the notes do you have um <clears throat> you're trying to pour over well i've got uh however far i've gotten along in the alphabet translation um mm-hmm uh, based off of uh, Julia's thing, because like you know, obviously now I'm like going back and redoing it. Um, uh, I'm looking over the I'm looking over the stuff, not just like my, but I'm looking over the 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 book that uh, some of the books that I grabbed because I I grabbed a whole bunch and stuck them in my bag from the tower. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of the the movement, the yeah yeah the reports of from the scrying. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like looking over that. And I'm trying to piece together the mystery of like okay these are the robotic movements you know do I see like where they could have come from okay. is there something you know and then I, I look at my letter that I got as well from my from my uh, master at the at the yeah monastery. yeah you've got that that opened up with all the uh, other notes as well um, you kind of like you've got that little emblem uh, from the the little you know that that, that odd family emblem yeah you're kind of just kind of rubbing in your finger while you're looking at all this yeah um, I'm just trying to piece together the mystery man it's uh, yeah. it, it all seems like it's I'm I feel as though like I'm missing something and I just I'm just not. Putting, I'm just not looking at my notes hard enough or whatever yet. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, sort being, of thing. being able to to kind of sit down, have the have the resources um, to to go over. You even kind of sneak in and grab some of Tiernan's books that he has uh, to cross reference some things. You work work into the night, uh, and you start. You, you know, you pull out your old notes for this this area where you were trying to you know find um, this old temple. That that might have the secrets uh, that you were looking for. Yeah. Um, you you start to piece some things together, uh, looking at the movements. Uh, you you can get a sense for what the mages were doing during the war and even before the war. What their kind of just mode of operation was. Uh, it looks like they sent a lot of something to the north. Uh, to a, a place referred to as the crafter's home. Um, and from there, they received a lot of things. So there's these these shipment reports of them sending uh, crates and crates of material and then receiving things back. And those were dispersed um, to a couple of places. Uh, one was the tower that you were at, the uh, Tower of Chaos. Another was the tower uh, that the mages had, their main tower. Uh, 
um, and some others were sent further north, mm. past the mountains. Um, they don't give any specifics on that. You're not you, the books that you have don't don't detail the specifics on that. Um, with the with the runes and the translations, you're able to at least put together like three quarters of the alphabet. Like like if you you, you could at least know the the you know you, you, what you're seeing you're able to, mm-hmm. to to read at least three quarters of this okay um to try and discover what something might do would require something like an investigation or a nature check depending on what the thing was um and the other other big thing that you find out as you as you're kind of taking a look at this is what it is that's being sent to these places mm-hmm. um you find a small report of something being damaged and this is like a uh, you know the whoever is at the crafters has sent a complaint back, and um, the damage w- was caused. It looks like they were sending this liquid that you've been finding, this odd silvery liquid. Mm. And you even in, in in kind of their reply back that the crafters have, they refer to it as aether. Okay. So this this liquid they send to. The crafters, this aether, they send to the crafters, and they receive back things that are sent throughout their towers. Um, there's a number of notes on what those are, and they're like displacer magnet or caged shell. Um, all the things you get, they're all different machinery, mm. is what it sounds like. The, you know, objects that do something. I would say, yeah, with with that kind of research for the night, that's what you're able to glean from there. That's that's cool. Oh, the aether. That's uh, oh, that's that. Yeah, that that hits home with me just because it's uh, that was like the treasure that my uncle was supposed to be, or at least that's like the family mm-hmm. lineage treasure. So that's interesting. Yeah, and it looks like the mages themselves and whoever was tracking the movements of things through, through the Scrying Tower made an effort not to keep those things written down, any of the names of that written down. Mm. It was only in this odd complaint from the crafters uh, that you actually get that name. Okay. So they're being very careful. Interesting. All right. Cool. All right. I'm going to keep all of that on my brain and do my meditations and go to sleep. Okay. Do, do. Um, yeah, you guys go to sleep. You get a long rest. Uh, nothing too crazy happens during the night. Um, as you guys uh, bed down for the night and uh, take a rest, wondering what will happen tomorrow. That is where we're going to leave it for today's episode. Uh. Thank you guys for joining us around our proverbial podcast table. Uh, I have been your DM, Alex. With me today has been Dash is Wolf. Bentley Michaels is Referian Night Meadow. Red is Arthur. Caleb is Scory Tilburn. And Milo is Bull. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.